All right, everybody, welcome. This is the Matthew Rayburn Show. I'm Matthew Rayburn, and this is my show. Thank you so much for watching. I'm currently recording a podcast, and I'm doing it on Facebook Live. Welcome, everybody. Let's see here. Let's turn down the music. That's what we do. You know what I'm saying? We, 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 don't, we want to be able to hear me. It is my show. No, but I'm so thankful for you watching. I'm so thankful for you listening. Um, if you want to watch, I'm on Facebook Live, uh, Podstar specifically. You can search me. Uh, my name is Matthew Rayburn, two T's, last name R-A-B-O-R-N. Uh, I'm so thankful for you being here. Uh, that said, uh, welcome. Welcome, everybody. Uh, I'm having a great night. It's a little humid here. Uh, I needed to change my air conditioner filter, so my air conditioner is not on, uh, but that's life. Sometimes... Uh, you see the red light flashing and you want to turn it off as fast as you can so that you can reserve as much filter as you need during the day because it's a lot warmer during the day. <laughs> Anyways, how's everybody doing? Good? Uh, hopefully you're doing better than Antifa. They suck. They're actually really bad people. Um, I, I don't mean any like ill will on them. I just hope that something really happens to them so positive that, uh, well, really that they change their lives for the better because being a coward and hiding your face underneath a t-shirt and a and a, like a like a like a bike helmet. That's not helpful for anybody, uh, because you're you know you're not letting us know who you are. Uh, you're not a vigilante. You're not fighting for justice. You're acting like a fascist, even though you are a fascist, which I think is ironic and kind of funny. But that said, uh, you know I just uh, I hope that they change their lives for the better because they're not going to do any actual good. They're just going to like intimidate people. But then those kind of people might just rise up. And what's so funny is like the left is anti-gun. And uh, I guess they like claim to be like for the people and all that kind of stuff when that's just not the case because their policies suck. They're really expensive and they kind of tear apart freedom. Uh, socialism uh, reduces choice and more choice equals more freedom. So I don't really get that part. It's kind of uh, strange to me how they don't really think it through. They don't practice intellectual consistency. I try to. And so let me know if, if, you, uh, if you know that, that I'm not. So comment down below if you're watching. Uh, you know, if you're listening, you know, comment somehow. We'll figure that out in the future. But I'm thankful for you listening, and I'm so I just want to know that uh, that you know, they, what how I'm doing because I don't think that they want to know how they're doing. I think they want to keep uh, not doing better. I think they want to stay the same. They want to keep acting like fascists by uh, shutting people's freedom of speech down. They don't want to you know listen to anything. They, they don't want to listen to any uh, you know deferring opinion at all. So I, I just think they're really bad people. But uh, maybe not at heart, but their actions are horrible. It doesn't seem that they were raised right, because I know that my parents didn't ever promote anything like that. Uh, the schooling that I went through didn't promote anything like that. And so I'm just kind of fascinated by that. So it's just interesting. So uh, I'm, I'm interested in the fact that they behave like children. Uh, they behave like animals. They behave like, uh, like ruthless idiots. And I, just, I can just go on and on. I mean, you can watch the videos. You can listen to the lies from uh, CNN and MSNBC. Uh, they suck, uh, but their their production value is pretty good. I like their graphics and how they move, and their their anchor people are pretty good looking. But all that said, they they just blatantly lie, and so that's why the president calls it fake news, which is fascinating because you know there's certain things that he says that are are fake, but he promotes you know you know freedom and and choice. That's why you know it's funny because it's like they'd say oh, he's such a fascist, he's such a uh, a dictator. If he is, then he would have already shut you down a long time ago. And so if he if he is a fascist. He's doing a really poor job at it. If he is a dictator, he, he's not good at being a dictator. So I, I'm going to say that he's not. I'm going to say that he's just a, a funny, uh, brash, bold orange man who uh, sometimes knows what, he talk, what he's talking about and sometimes doesn't. 
But uh, that said, uh, you know, it, it, I'm giving my opinion. I, uh, I love giving my opinion. I want you to give your opinion. So let me know uh, if we can collaborate on our show together. Uh, comment down below if you like it. Uh, comment down below if you hate it. Put me on blast. I don't care. I'm trying to make. A, I'm trying to be a positive force for good. And I know that talking negative isn't really positive, but it's a form of tough love. Uh, they are technically Americans, so uh, I, I want them to do better for themselves. And it's, we, we, you know, we I like diverse opinions. And so I just want people to understand that you don't have to act like that. I, I want to hear what you have to say, but I don't want to be hit in the face with a bike lock. I don't want my freedom of speech being shut down with like a, a whistle in my ear. I want to uh, conduct in, in positive dialogue. I want to, uh, hmm, I just want to be a good person, and hopefully they want to do the same thing, but it really doesn't seem like they do, because when you watch the interviews of them, which I would love to do on a small tangent, I'd love to go out there with the microphone and, and hear what they have to say, because I'm open-minded, and, and I love people in general, and I want them to understand where, where, maybe where I'm coming from, but first I want to understand where they're coming from, so I wanna, I'd love to interview them. So the interviews that I have seen with the people that claim to be part of Antifa is they seem slow-minded. They seem ignorant on the facts. They seem uh, extremely emotional. They curse a lot. They don't look like they bathe. But all that said, you know, I love them because they're people. And I love them because they're, uh, well, they, you know, they, they're, they're alive. And I know that they have the potential, because they're alive, to eventually change for the better. I want to know what's going to happen when they have children. But they probably don't want to have children. They probably just want to... Uh, be kind of uh, free, quote unquote, and they want to do their own thing and you know create their own lifestyle and uh, uh, you know it, 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 I didn't really want to get into that. That's a whole other you know, you know it's a whole other episode of the Matthew Rayburn Show. By the way, you're listening to the Matthew Rayburn Show. I'm Matthew Rayburn. This is my show. If you're watching, welcome to my studio apartment. If you're listening, the audio is really bad because I'm novice at it. But eventually, I'll get better and you'll enjoy the show better. Uh, but I, I want uh, people to benefit from the lives they're living. And you can't really do that when you're uh, running in the street, making fun of cops. Uh, for example, one of the things that they said today, or the other day, yesterday actually, I was on Sunday because today is Monday, is uh, no borders, no wall, no USA at all. Hmm. No borders, no wall, no USA at all. Hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, no borders. Huh. Do I, I would assume that you know they have a car. I'm assuming that when they drive in their cars, they close the door. That creates a barrier and or a border around them and the world. Hmm, that's interesting. And I bet they, they lock their door at night. Interesting. So I, I, think, I don't think they ultimately agree with that. No wall. Okay, they're probably referring to Trump's wall. We can debate you know, the, the, the good or the bad about the wall, whether it should be a physical wall, where it should be tr you know, troops on the border, where it should be drones flying overhead, laser wall, you know, whatever it would be. But, you know, if, or if you want no wall, okay, that's interesting, we could debate that. But no borders, okay, no wall, okay, or, you know, no USA at all. Huh. Huh. Well, the, the whole reason that you're able to march in the street without being shut down by the government proves that you live in America, proves that you live in a somewhat free society, somewhat free state, somewhat free country. So it's interesting how if you don't want any borders... You're going to be overrun by other people that don't give a damn about you. No wall. Okay, we can discuss the merits on the wall, quote-unquote. No USA at all? I, I really, You wouldn't even be able to get that cool bike helmet, or that bike lock wouldn't even be existent, or it would be super expensive. And, and then you wouldn't be able to gather in a group collectively with the same purpose because, well, I mean, you know, it's kind of like socialism. You'd, rather, you'd have to 
reduce your choices. You probably would be, uh, I don't know, you might be able to, to be, you wouldn't have a job because the government would be wiping your butt so much that you would be able to do whatever you want, but then you would have no incentive to do better for yourself, which would tear down society, which is kind of what they want. Huh. So maybe they, they do know what they're talking about in the sense that if they promote socialism would then lead to communism, the society that we do, that we do live in now would crumble. Hmm. Fascinating. Interesting. I'm going to think about that more, and I want you to think about, uh, think about that as well. Uh, I, want, I want you to know, if you're in Tifa, please comment down below. If, uh, if you love what I'm saying, you know, don't comment down below. If you love it, do comment down. I want to engage in verbal dialogue. I, I'm, I'm, I'm open to people. I'm not rude to people. I'm uh, generally kind, and I'm trying to promote uh, kindness all around. And so if I need to you know, give and take, if I need to uh, shut my mouth for a time and, and listen to you and I would hopefully you would gain you know the same respect from me and listen to what I have to say and maybe we can find common ground. Maybe we can find some kind of collective thing where we could understand each other and, and move forward in a, on a positive force on a, in a positive way because that's what I want and hopefully you do too because I, I wouldn't assume that you want to be you know a fool. I wouldn't assume you want to be an idiot. I want to I would assume that you don't want to actually commit violence to the point where you burn society down. I, I would assume that that you want to be a good person, quote unquote. But you know the whole thing with assumptions is I'm making a, an ass about about I'm making an ass out of you and me, which is interesting. So uh, hmm, uh, God bless America. But I don't know if I could. Uh, I don't know if God blesses Antifa. I'm uh, recording this, guys. So I'm trying to do better the transitions. So I'm going to be building the, this as we speak. Uh, oh, it's actually still recording. Fantastic. Well, I'm going to cut that part off. Let's see. I'm going to do this and go like... You need to get good with your money. Money is very important. It's a, it's a tool that can be used for great good or great evil. Uh, I see that... Uh, so another tool that can be used for great good or great evil is are guns. They're a neutral object, and so is money. So you can really bless somebody with it, or you can uh, curse yourself by not using it well. It's, it's interesting. That it's called currency, and as it flows in your life, you need to be able to control the flow, control the current, so that you can manage your life better. You can utilize your money in the correct way, because it is a blessing, uh, whether you want to say from the universe or whether it's from God, you want to be able to use it correctly so that you can uh, bless others, bless yourself, now, bless the world with it, because you could donate to charity, which I highly promote. You can tithe to the church, which is technically a charity, which I highly promote. You can save it for when it, you know get, you get a rainy day, because you know that rainy day is going to come. You can't stop uh, Murphy's Law from happening, and that's just going to happen w whether you you want it to happen or not happen. But it's just fascinating, because I'm, I'm thinking, I'm personally getting better at using money. I'm going to take another round of FPU, and my local church is going to have its own type of version. There's a couple of uh, financial gurus that go there, and they're going to be helping people get better and learning how to uh, you know, get better with their money skills, which is fantastic, and which is benefiting society as a whole, ultimately, because we have good in our hearts, ultimately. You know, and if we uh, point our money towards things that are good, those good things are going to happen, and less bad things are going to happen. That's kind of, you know, kind of obvious that way, but some people forget about it because you get kind of caught up in luxury. You get caught up in society. Whatever society you live in, you're going to kind of vicariously mimic it. So if you are in a, like a luxurious society where they spend a lot of money on drinks and food and, and entertainment, you're going to want to do the same thing. You're going to kind of go that same route. 
and that might not be the way to do it. You want to uh, save your money. You want to uh, prepare. You want to have an emergency fund. You just want to save it. You want to build wealth because you're going to be old eventually. Then you, you want to be able to survive being old. You want to have a, a, a nice retirement where you could spoil your grandkids or spoil yourself, whatever you want to do, you know, because it's your money and you can choose to do so. So it's good to get good with your money. It's good to get good with the things that you have. It's good to, to purge. I mean, I'm looking around my room and I have too many DVDs. I have too many clothes. I have, uh, I have too much stuff. And it's a, it's a normal average first world problem thing to have is too much stuff. So I'm going to purge you know, what I can so that I can reduce what I can so I can control my environment better. And also so I can uh, maybe bless somebody and gift somebody when I purge my clothing, when, when I get rid of the DVDs, when I, you know, I, you know, I have other electronics that I can bless people with. And I want to do that. I want to I do that in, in a good way and, and I want to help people. And so uh, hopefully you do too because I want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. And uh, so I, ultimately I want you to get good with money because I'm trying to do the same and, and I, wish that, I wish that it would be like taught in schools more. That's another thing I was thinking about because it's, it's, we're taught uh, a lot of uh, social studies instead of history. We're taught uh, some math, but a lot of times get, we get into like lofty math and we don't have practical ap applications of the math that we do learn. And so uh, kids get a little like uh, disconnected from the actual subject matter and they kind of do it in repetition. And Common Core, I'm not for at all, but that's a whole other episode we can do. But ultimately, I want people to get good with money and I, and I think it's a real skill that needs to be taught in schools Maybe a little bit in elementary, honestly, and then in you know grade school and in high school especially, because when you leave high school you're gonna get a job, so you can you know pay for that really expensive, almost pointless college. I, I said that, and it's a whole other episode as well. But my point is, I want people to get good with money. One, because I'm trying to get good with money, and I've seen cr incredible benefits in that. Because you have self worth. I, I take personal pride in it. I have money to go out on a date. I have money to bless an old man. I did that. That's you know we're, uh, that's sick or or you know that needs help that doesn't have a lot of money because he didn't make those positive choices as well. I'm trying to make these positive choices for myself. Yes, everything's kind of based in selfishness, but at the same time. I'm thinking we need to be able to because if we all agree on a certain like matter like we need to do better for this we need to do better for that this could be uh, I want to build an orphanages I want to I want to help uh, the the poor in the sense that I want to help uh, women that have been battered by their husbands uh, rebuild their lives we can get real specific and getting specific is powerful and getting specific with your money is powerful so tell your money what to do I recommend Dave Ramsey uh, I'd like to meet the man one day. But that said, I recommend just getting good with your money. Try your hardest. Budget it out. It's super important. So, uh, yeah, guys, you know, get good with your money. That was another segment of the show, and I'm going to edit that later. And there we go. And there we go. Let's see. Amorosa's Tape. I'm not going to say her last name because it's really hard to say. Plus, she has one of those hyphenated last names which uh, kind of confuses me culturally. But if you uh, don't choose to take your husband's name or if you choose to take your wife's name, that's at your disclosure, your leisure, your choice, your freedom. I'm not going to say don't do that. I just think personally it's weird. But I feel free enough to say that, so comment down below. Uh, I want to hear your opinion on that. Uh, I don't understand it. I, I, culturally, I want my wife to take my name because I take pride in my name. I, I, I know she takes pride in her name, but that's... You know, that's, that's the whole way the cookie crumbled societally. I'm not going to deny her family. No, we're going to love her, each other's family. But to take 
you know, her name, it's not, it's not American culture, it's not what I want in my life, but, they, but we're going to discuss that as a couple and as a partnership, you know, in, to, in, in togetherness, but that's not for a whole other episode, uh, but I want to speak on Omarosa's uh, tape and the other recordings that she made while in the White House. Um, it's interesting because it's known as a, a skiff or a safe room. The Situation Room is, is known as one of the safest places on the planet. I would assume that it has like an EMP blast guard. I would assume that it's extremely protected and, and fortified uh, for uh, like if it gets like nuclear attack. And when you get in there, you're not supposed to have any recording devices because if you go in there, pretty much the guac's already hit the fan. And and it's wild because you don't want you don't want anything to to get out because it's supposed to be super secret and super special because you're doing things for the nation. And you can watch, like, you know, House of Cards. And it's funny because, like, somebody as corrupt as, you know, Frank Underwood takes the Situation Room very seriously. He understands what people, you know, what people think of it and what people need from it. And he's the president in, that ep- in those episodes, and he's not going to mess around with that. But, I, you know, she was getting fired by John Kelly... Yeah, John Kelly in, in the Situation Room, which is a pretty interesting place to get fired. That's kind of a, a perk. If I was going to get fired in any place, it'd be kind of cool to get you know fired in the Situation Room. But she was making recordings, and that's completely off the charts and appropriate. Uh, there is no real legal statute against that, so she, I don't think she's going to be prosecuted. Uh, but it's still uh, dirty. It's still it's still really bad. It's still uh, really uh, it just puts such a bad taste in my mouth. And, it's, and it, so then I think to myself. Trump, why was she even in the White House? I know that she was your friend. I know that she, you know, you're, you're loyal to the point where it might be your Achilles heel. Like, you you might be too loyal, like a dog. I mean, like, because dogs, you, you know, you, you can hit a dog, which is, you don't hit your dog. It's, it's not good to hit dogs. No, I'm not promoting hitting dogs. But you can strike a dog, and it still loves you the same. All right, so he's so loyal, it could be like his Achilles heel. So he might have other people in, in the White House that he's, that he's loyal to, that you know that they might you know stab him in the back. There's the Michael Cohen situation that's happening. So he's he's being recorded all the time. It's wild. But my point is, you know, so that she's got recordings, and she might leak them out. So, but she, but didn't you know that she was a reality show villain? Didn't you create her career? Didn't you know that she was kind of going to do that or kind of predict it in the future? And I know that that you have that. I'm talking to Trump specifically, everybody. I know that you have that thing where when you're in a new environment and in a new situation that you want people around you that you're familiar with. Who doesn't? Who doesn't want that? It's like a security blanket. You feel safe in that in that environment, which is normal, which is fine. But I'm thinking like you, you have to understand that if she has a history of being a reality show villain and then you look at her resume and it's an actress, a model, reality show villain, nothing in the government, nothing in law, nothing in national security, Nothing in the military. And she gets a paycheck that's equal to, like, John Bolton right now. She gets a, 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 an advisorship role that's extremely important. And then once again, I know you're trying to keep friends close and people that you're weary against, like, not as close. That's understandable. But it doesn't, it doesn't seem practical and or smart. I, uh, I do promote my president. I, d- I did vote for you because you were completely refreshing and different than everybody else. And I'm thankful for you because you're leading the country in a direction that I agree with. But my point is, you should have known better. And it was kind of obvious that this was kind of going to happen. But Amorosa, now I'm talking to you, uh, it's kind of conniving and evil. And and, uh, I know you're going to make lots of money on this book. It may not hit the top of the charts, but it's going to do pretty well. And you might be able to get another reality show from it. 
Oh my goodness gracious. Are you not tired? Because I'm now I'm talking to the audience. Are you not tired of reality TV? And it's funny, did, did reality TV lead itself into the social media? Like, hello, you're watching the Matthew Rayburn show. This is reality. This is live. I'm recording it live. You're watching it live on Podstars, which we're going to be sharing on other platforms here on Facebook. But I'm just fascinated to the point where it's just like, your Mama Rose's behavior is conniving and evil. Trump's behavior was kind of like ignorant and, and come on, dude, get kids with the, did you know? I just, I can go on and on about that. It just seems kind of interesting. And so but then, okay, then another thing I want to say is, are these recordings going to be real? Has anybody ever heard of the program called Adobe Voco? Adobe V-O-C-O? Just like Photoshop, just like other video editing material, you can put somebody else's face on my face. You can, with Snapchat, you can have like recordings of like a cat talking and then make me say whatever I want. Speaking of which, you're hearing me speak. And so they can take the S, an H sound, an I sound, and a T sound and make me say the S word over and over and over again. That's what, they, that's what the editing program does. So how can you prove that these tapes are real? How can you prove that Trump is, is saying those things or is not saying those things? You, I don't know if you can. I'm not a I'm not a digital forensic scientist. I'm, I don't want to really want to be, but I want I am a critical thinker, and I want you to be a critical thinker as well. So just look up the program Adobe Voco. There's other video, so there's other vocal recording editing uh, programs out there. They're going to be doing the same thing, and so there's going to be a lot of confusion, a lot of fake news in the future that's going to get a lot of people in trouble. So watch out. You may lose your job because you may get some jerk that's trying to get, that's trying to get your job because you know, he's trying to get at you or trying to you know, undermine you in some way. And it's going to be fascinating because you may be completely and utterly innocent, but it's going to sound real. It's going to sound like, like you said some pretty awful things. So just be wary of that. Just, just be aware of that. So, my, so I do promote being a conduit of positivity. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be a positive force for good on this planet to the point where when somebody does say something bad about me, other people around them, when they hear that, are going to be like, are you sure? Does Matt really act like that? Did he really say that? I want them to question the person that's trying to get at me because I'm so positive. But understand that I'm going to make mistakes. We all do. You're going to. I'm going to. It's life. We're human. We all make mistakes, you know, but, but that said, I'm going to attempt my utmost to be a positive force for good and, and share love as much as I can so that people can, so really so that people can uh, like love themselves more and, and, and understand reality more in the sense that you don't want to be a part of the problem. You want to be part of the solution. And I'm trying to do the same thing. And I know that you that are watching want to do that. And I know that you are going to be listening to this podcast in the future want to do the same. So God bless you for listening. Uh, God bless Amorosa. I know you want to do better for yourself, but if you could use that evil energy for something good, wow, like really you could do such good things. You could really help a certain, like any type of community, let alone the, the reality show community. You could, you could really help, you know, other people with that energy. So, so turn that evil energy, that dark, weird, conniving, weaselly energy and use it for something good. And, and, and seriously, and so I, I mean to do that and hopefully you do too. Because uh, it's like, I'm just fascinated by the whole thing of like, it's it just like, you should have known that, that she was a reality TV show villain, and you bring her in the White House, which is a joke, and I know that you, at the, you know, Trump, and now I'm talking to you again, you were running the White House kind of like a reality show, which is understandable, that was your background, and some of the, sometimes at your political rallies you sound like a WWE wrestler, which is also your background, but 
on that on that note, that's why it was so refreshing during the debates in 2016. That's why it's so refreshing now to this day because we've not had anything like that here in this presidency in, in an American presidency. There's nothing new under the sun. So I know sometime in the past some other nation has had a, a similar leader like you. So I'm not going to get all oh and you know and shocked and overly you know, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be in a continual state of shock, a continual state of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's happening. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get overwhelmed. I'm not going to you know, raise my, my alarmness you know, up to an 11 because if it's always an 11, what's a 10? What's a 9? I'm going to keep it at a 4, a 3, and sometimes a 6. And right now it's a 6. You don't want to see me at a 10. You might not watch these videos anymore if I get it at a 10. So my point is, be positive. Use any type of... Okay, use, okay, if you want to be like Omarosa, don't be like Omarosa. If you want to be like Trump, uh, be nicer than Trump. Don't be, you know, as... You know, don't be a counterpuncher. Because he always... You know, if you, if you punch Trump, he's going to punch you twice as hard. Like, for example, his tweets. For example, uh, the tweets that he said about you know, Omarosa, about two days... Uh, yesterday, even. You know, today. And so it's... He tweets a lot. So it's almost hard, hard, <laughs> it's hard to keep track. My point is... Uh, use any type of energy that you have and try to steer it towards positivity. Try to steer it towards good. Don't steer it towards bad. You don't want to be part of the problem. You want to be part of the solution. And so I'm trying to do that, and I know you do too. So uh, God bless you for, for thinking about this. Critically think your way through life. I mean for that to happen. So be aware of what your behavior is and, and try to you know steer it towards something positive. And I, and I, I totally and utterly promote that. You need to be in a continual state of betterment. You need to be uh, always aware of the situation. And so that said, never get too caught up in uh, what you're doing and never get too caught up in, in what you're not doing. Stay in a continual state of betterment. Stay in a way that, that you know that you can strive for. Because even the good times are going to be bad. You may, be, you may have just won the lottery. You may have just completely won the, the best thing that's ever happened to you. Well, it's not going to last. And so you need to save your money. You need to take an account that uh, what, what you need to count your blessings. You need to write the things down that you're blessed with and then be thankful for them when they're not around anymore. If you're down in the dumps right now, if you're in a time of mourning, if you're in a time of tragedy, it won't last. You need to take into account the hope and, and, and the things are, and, and you need to uh, account for the light at the end of the tunnel. Not like death, that's weird. But in the sense of like, you know, not like you're dying, but in the sense that, you know, you won't, you, you won't always be crying. You won't always be mourning. You're going to find something to hold on to. You're going to find a silver lining. And I'm just worried that people forget about that. So stay in a Zen moment. Stay right in the middle. Because if you get too amped up, excited, you're going to crash when you get low. If you're getting so down and depressed, it might stick and it might become like a mental pattern in your brain, a chemical imbalance, and you might stay depressed. And that's not healthy for anyone around you. Yet, no, not yourself, not your family members, not your friends. And if you don't have family, and if you don't have friends, try to get some. Try to get some family. Get some church family. Get some friends and, and get them as close as family. It's super duper important that you find the, the real treasures in life. Money's not a real treasure. Your friends and family, that's a real treasure. Um, the love that you show other people, that's a real treasure. How kind you are to strangers, that's a, that's a real treasure to them. Be kind, be loving, and, and, and because of that, you're going to be able to 
uh, strengthen your resolve, strengthen your mindset, strengthen your personality. Because it's so good for you because when, it, when, you, when you get down, you're going to have something to hold on to. When you get really happy, you're going to have something to hold on to. Because you're going to be, a, it's like the, the cup that runneth over. You're so positive. It's so, it fills up so much. I'm so joyful that it spills over and you start blessing other people with that joy. And it's the same thing with, with, with negativity. If you're so full of negativity, if you're so full of hate, if you're so full of sadness, it will spill over. You will have road rage. You will snap at people at, at, at the restaurant. You will um, be brooding and, 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 and you'll cause cancer because it metastasizes into something real in your life. And then you're going to be barking at the, at, the, at, at the doctor. Then you're going to be negative towards the nurse in the hospital. Then you're going to shake your fist at God and ask why. Come on now. So if you stay right in the middle and understand the good times aren't going to last, if you understand the bad times aren't going to last, if you stay right in the middle, and under, it's, it's hard. you got to practice at it, of course. But then you, you have to understand that it, it's life. And life doesn't last, and you need to take into account everything that you have, and understand the bad times are a blessing so you can learn how to be better. The good times are a blessing so you don't get too high up in your head and high on endorphins and high on dopamine so that you don't crash so hard. So my point is, stay zen, stay right in the middle. Today is a holiday. Every day is a holiday here in America, and that's why the one thing I love about America. Today is uh, August 13th, 2018. It is National Prosecco Day. Ching! I got an invisible champagne glass full of invisible Prosecco, and I'm, and I'm toasting you to National Prosecco Day. Uh, Prosecco is technically champagne that's not made in Champagne, France. Uh, for example, you can have uh, Prosecco from California. Uh, California makes some great Prosecco. It's, uh, it's a little dry and it's bubbly. Uh, it's, it's delicious. Um, you can mix it with OJ and make a mimosa, or you can uh, just drink it straight. Um, it's really good with St. Germain, which is an elderflower liqueur. And so, uh, toast, everybody. It's, uh, but before we toast, let me talk about the rest of the, the national holidays. It's National Left-Handed Holiday. And my left hand is my recording of my uh, podcast. I'm doing it with the, with the iPad here. And then uh, in, in my right hand, I have my invisible glass of, of uh, Prosecco. But it's not anything with the right hand today. I'm left-handed. It's National Left-Handed Day. My father's left-handed. Uh, and so uh, left-handed people used to be discriminated against. Uh, they used to be forced to be in the right-handed. Uh, there's stories of Catholic nurses uh, hitting the hands of children that were they would write with their left hand with rulers until they would learn how to write, you know, in writing with their right hand. And it's interesting how you call it the right hand. There might be some kind of like cultural significance to that. But it's Na- National Left-Handers Day. It's also National Filet Mignon Day. I enjoy a filet mignon. I like it uh, almost rare, but I like it uh, Philadelphia rare, where the, they get the, the grill or the, or the skillet so hot that they like, sear the, you know, the inside and the, and the outside. You know, and the, well, not the inside, sorry. They, they sear the outside like, almost like to char it, but then when you cut into it, it's like rare and beautifully red. It's so delicious. It's so great. Um, but that said, uh, cheers. It's National Prosecco Day. It's National Left-Handers Day. And it's National Filet Mignon Day. Chink! (laughs) Today in history, uh, shortly after midnight on this day in 1961, East Germany soldiers began laying down barbed wire and bricks as a barrier between Soviet-controlled East Berlin and the democratic western section of the city. After World War II, Defeated Germany was divided into Soviet, American, British, and French zones of occupation.
the city of Berlin, though technically part of the Soviet zone, was also split. The Soviets taking the eastern part of the city uh, after a massive Allied airlift on, in June uh, 1948 foiled a Soviet attempt to blockade western Berlin. The eastern section was drawn even more tightly into Soviet fold. Over the next 12 years, cut off from its western counterpart and basically reduced to a Soviet satellite, East Germany saw between 2.5 million and 3 million of its citizens head to West Germany in search of better opportunities. In 1961, some 1,000 East Germans, including many skilled laborers, professionals, and intellectuals, were leaving every day. Why? Socialism sucks! It reduces freedom! It's bad for you as a person. It's bad for any nation that's tried it. Look it up, look it up historically. It just sucks. Come on, guys. Really. 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 Weird story of the day. A second Egyptian sphinx may have been discovered by construction workers improving a major road in the city of Luxor, officials say. The statue said to have a lion's body, a human head, was unearthed between two famed Nile-side temples, Karnak and Luxor. It is, it is about six miles from the Valley of the Kings, the burial place of Egypt's ancient pharaohs. Now that's fascinating. Personally, uh, when you look at uh, when you when you look at Egypt now, and you look at the Sphinx now, and you look at the pyramids, it's interesting because you can almost see watermarks. You see sand everywhere, but uh, then you but you look at like the, the different levels of the of the pyramids and the Sphinx, and it looks as if there's water damage. It looks as if like that place was filled with water. You could say there was a massive worldwide flood, maybe. <laughs> you could say that there was. Now, the, the River Nile wasn't just a river then. It was almost like a, a lake uh, or like a huge part of the ocean when it comes to like the Mediterranean Sea and the Adriatic Sea and the, the Black Sea might have been like part of the Atlantic and Indian Ocean. It may have been a lot of water over there, so there may have been some interesting things that were going on at that time. And then when the water reduced, it might have been pretty swampy. And I bet there was a really, really, really fertile ground and they could probably uh, build a society on there, which is super fascinating. So I'm not a scientist, I'm not a historian, but I'm a critical thinker, and I see pictures, and I read articles, and I think to myself, huh, that's fascinating. I bet things weren't always a desert over there, and I bet things weren't always, hmm, I bet things always weren't the way that they are. And so I would assume, of course there's another Sphinx. Why are there pyramids there? Why are there pyramids in, in Mexico? Why are there pyramids in, in China, over there by some of the Buddhist temples? Why are there, an, why are there Antarctica pyramids? Guys, that's weird. That's, that's really weird. What goes on down there? I don't know. We're not allowed to know, but the government is blocking us from knowing. When I say the government, it's a collective government. We're not, it's, it's a whole other episode of, of a weird news, but it's just strange how nobody can... Okay, it's, it's kind of cool how nobody can claim Antarctica, but then you have troops from all kinds of different nations guarding Antarctica in certain areas where you can't go. Super fascinating, super weird. All right, everybody, I thank you so much for listening. I thank you so much for watching. This is Matthew Rayburn, and this is my show. Fare thee well, everybody.